This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and you almost got after after hours. <laughs> we, we were talking right when the uh, the uh, the bumping started playing again, and so we were kind of sharing some of our own uh, stories on judging. But uh, we are going to continue the topic of judging, and where we left off, Robbie, we were talking about the biblical concept of judging versus what society looks at it as. Can you kind of recast that a little bit? Right. If you go. You know, and, and one of my favorite things to do, by the way, is just go take a word. You know, you can go to Blue Letter Bible. It's a wonderful app. And you just put that word in there and you go find it. You'll finally you usually find most great words in the book of Genesis. And, and there, when you look at that word, you can go to the concordance and see, you know, all sorts of definitions of the word. And if you really want to have fun, you can go see how it's spelled in Hebrew and go begin to put together how that word is actually you know, been constructed to, to give you some ideas because the Hebrew language is made up of pictures. And so you get some pictures if you go look up the word judgment. And the pictures are, number one, a shin, which, you know, is the beginning of the word shalom or it's the beginning of the word shabbat, you know, which means peace or means the day off. And it, it, it literally is a tooth. And so the idea is you're going to be chewing on something. So, you're going to need to be ruminating on this, you know, like a, like a sheep would chew its cud, you know, like you're going to be chewing. And so, you know, so we need to be chewing on something. And then the second letter is a pay, which in Hebrew means to be facing and be present. And, and, and to be present with God is actually the most awesome thing. Like when, when Adam and Eve were, there's a pay a lot involved in that whole scene where Adam and Eve were in the garden with God. So you're present with God and you're chewing on something. Now, what are you chewing on? The word, the letter, tov, which means goodness. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're in God's, we're in the presence of this situation. You're, you're sitting in the judge's seat, just like Sammy Davis Jr. And, and, and here, here you are, and you're chewing on the situation, trying to find the good, the better, the best. Not looking for what's bad or evil or those kind of things is like, wow. And so, you know, not long after I got into this ministry, one of the beautiful things that, 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 that these guys taught me, Sam and Darren both, was to, to look for somebody's glory and then try to call that out in them. Well, this is judgment of a biblical fashion, like, oh my goodness. And, and, and when they began to give me this idea, I began to look for the glory in my wife and my children, what makes them come alive, those kind of things, and looking for God, then all of a sudden, that gives this life to the word, um, not, not condemnation or death. Did that probably more than you asked for? <laughs> oh, you, lo you lost me at tub. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just wondering what is there like Shazam? Could you do Shazam for me? Shazam. <laughs> no, no, thank you. That was that was very good, uh, Darren. 
Now, Paul has some words about judging, correct? You were talking about it a little bit during the, the, between the shows. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 5.12, Paul says, um, he says, it's no business of mine to judge those outside the church, but that we in the kingdom have every responsibility to judge those inside the kingdom inside the church and you said that makes my skin crawl absolutely yeah basically. it makes my stomach turn my yeah, skin crawl the, because you, why well because it it feels like the hurt that i've experienced mm-hmm. being judged quote unquote the way we look at it not biblically like robbie just talked about right. but the way we see it in society right by others when a church judged you because you weren't you, you know, you weren't the most spiritual guy. You didn't yeah. lead the prayer. You didn't, you know, teach the class or you didn't come to church every Sunday. I mean, you went to that Indianapolis Colts football game one or, Sunday or I went fishing, instead. You know, yeah. I did something or, you know, that I was divorced. Right. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, I have to be cast aside. Right. Right. And, and, and there's a whole lot, a lot of those things that just feels very bad. So in the other words, a lot of people have been hurt by churches in the name of judging or using yes. good judgment um so in so as to say well you know you, sh- you should really have better judgment and what they really mean to say is your judgment really stinks yeah. so you need to get better at that um and but paul is not saying that he's saying look if you're sitting around judging the world we call that in our society holier than thou don't we yeah. you know and he's saying there's no point in that it, it does absolutely no good. But to look into the kingdom, and if you see a brother sinning, and in the context of 1 Corinthians 5, there was a bunch of sin going on, and it was obvious to all involved. And so he's saying, look, to go after this guy's heart, again, it's in view of redemption. It's not to say, nanny, nanny, you're, you know, you're doing bad things. You're having sex with people you're not supposed to have sex with. Well, yeah, that's something that somebody needs to say something about, right? But not in a shameful con- condemnation sort. I don't get to condemn anybody. I don't care how bad their behavior is. God is the ultimate judge of whether someone shall be condemned or not. But it is my responsibility to share with them that there is a God and that that God does have the responsibility of judging and that it definitely appears that they're involved in some stuff that's worthy of being condemned. And so, but that's always in view of redemption. It's like Robbie said, looking at the guy's heart, looking at his glory and going, dude, this is not in your glory. This is not in your wheelhouse. This is not helping you or the kingdom. And going after that man's heart in a good way, even though he may be doing some horrible sin, yeah, we're called to do that as Christians. Um, We're not called to judge the world. We're not called to judge a group a a movement whatever and today that's happening widely we all seemingly sit on the sidelines and judge this group because they don't believe what i believe on that or you know i feel judged by that group because i don't believe what they believe on this and and the the enemy's having a field day with it And, and i think the important part about following paul's example you know to to judge somebody in a christian manner you absolutely absolutely have to walk with god through it if you do it on your own power you're going to blow it you're going to hurt them you're going to do it wrong because only god knows what their heart needs to hear 
And if you don't do that, you could have the best intentions, but you could just really, really drive somebody away if you're not careful. And that's something you got to walk very cautiously, at least in my opinion, with God. Saying, God, how do you want me to handle their heart in this situation? Yes, I feel like I need to step up and say something. You're putting that in me. But what do I need to do? Ask those next three or four steps. You know, don't don't just chart off in a direction because you think you got marching orders because I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, it's not going to end well. Mm -hmm probably for you or for them no you you know you i was sitting here thinking you know we always hear that the holy spirit doesn't condemn he convicts all right and we're created in the image of god right so we're supposed to be an agent of conviction but not condemnation condemnation easy for me to say (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and judge me but (laughs) but but really, I just really never had thought about it that way. And, you know, we know we need to be aligned with God and we need to treat people's hearts right and that kind of thing. But we do end up in condemning people to try to get them and control them into the better action where it's not going to work. It's not going to end well. No, it's it's if you've had a, uh, a teenage kid, the harder you push against them and try to control them, the more they're going to rebel more times than not in different directions. Right, this is that doesn't work well. You know, it's walking with God. With how do I handle this situation? How do I step into it? How do I speak to this person? Do I speak to him now? Do I do it later? It's all those key questions you got to ask. Yes, we're called to do it, and we need to be willing to do it. We just have to do it His way. Sam, I got a big knot swelling up on the back of my head where you slapped me a while ago <laughs> when you said about using the word always and never. I'm really, really bad at that. And my sweetheart gets so aggravated with me for doing that. And I realize how wrong it is trying to get better at it, even about the, the loading of the dishwasher. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm working real hard on that. But uh, I've, I've been terrible about this judging matter, uh, especially a few years ago on the highway. Uh, the guy doing the stuff was not just an idiot. He was doing it intentionally just to foul up my trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, so thankfully the, the Holy Spirit has helped me get out of that mode. I still kind of see the dumb moves, but I just don't react to them the same way because of his help. But, yeah, uh, we can become really, really bad to judge other people and look for the negative Another thing my sweetheart reminds me of, with all my years of computer programming, looking for the negative was what we had to do. I mean, the the positive is easy. The really good programmers can find the negatives, the things that are unexpected but you need to prepare for. And so I became very conditioned to look for what's wrong in any situation, and I'm having to try to work my way out of that because working with people, it don't work as well as it does working with computers. She has reminded me many times, I am not a computer. Well, I look around the room. You say that, Harold. I look around the room, and almost every one of us, knowing what we do for a living or have done, have been paid to solve problems. In other words, find the negative, fix it, and move on. You know, and I, and I think that's been a big part of the enemy's ploy is, you know, we're rewarded for it. It becomes part of who we think our identity is, and then it, we can't just turn it off when we need to turn it off. 
because there's a good use for it. It's just not, it's like taking the hammer and everything becomes a nail, <laughs> you know, and some things don't need to be hammered. You know, they need to be handled differently. Andy, judgment is something that feels very righteous, though. It feels like we almost earned it to have judgment. You want to set up this first clip with uh, from the shack? Yeah, so the shack is about um, McKenzie. He, um, he's had a bad uh, childhood. Father was overbearing. Um, and then he, they were on vacation, and he lost his daughter to a um, the deviant who uh, abused his daughter and then and, and then murdered her in this shack. And God calls him back to this shack as an invitation to restore him and heal him. And this is his, there's a whole process that he they go through. There, he's got, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit that come to him in different ways. But this is a particular angel, and she's walking him through um, how judgmental he's become and how, what, how it's distorted his view of God. You don't believe that God is good? Is Missy his child? Of course. Then no, I don't think God loves his children very well. If that's what you believe, come, sit. You can judge me fine from there. Judge you? Mm-hmm. Do you have something to confess? Uh, you know what I did. Yes, but you're not the one on trial. Today, you are the judge. What? Why are you surprised? You spent your whole life judging nearly everyone and everything, their actions and motivations, as if you could even know them. You make snap judgments just by the color of someone's skin, their clothes, their body language. By all accounts, you're a well-practiced expert, Mackenzie. Sit. All right. So who am I supposed to judge? There must be at least a few who are to blame for all the pain and suffering in the world, right? What about the selfish? The greedy, those who harm others, murderers, drug dealers, terrorists, guilty? Yeah. What about men who beat their wives? Here, what did you say? Or fathers who beat their sons to alleviate their own suffering? Let's not do this. Should that man be judged? Yeah. I don't mean you gotta keep your mouth shut. What about this boy? What about him? Would you judge him? He's a kid. But you already have. That boy's your father. Yes, sir. No. What about the man who preys on innocent little girls? Daddy! Daddy! Okay, enough. Is that man guilty? I would damn him now. And what of his father? The man who twisted him into this deviant monster? I would damn him too. How can you stop there? Doesn't the legacy of brokenness go all the way back to Adam? And what about God? Isn't he at fault? He set all this in motion. Especially if he knew the outcome. You want me to say it? Absolutely. God is to blame. And that, that becomes the enemy's whole motivation. Right? It begins with dividing the individuals. It, it brings in this judging spirit. Right, that feels very right. You know, it feels like you've almost earned it. Mm. Right, you know, something wrong has happened to me. I should have a say so in what happens to that person. You know, and, and hopefully we'll get time for the rest of the mm-hmm. clip. But it it continues to point out. You know, the enemy continues to move that to a point where we're blaming God. Yeah, that's always the goal. Now, some of us may never get there. 
and some of us have already gotten there, mm-hmm. and some of us are still working through it <laughs> on all on different mm-hmm. issues because God's constantly disrupting, dismantling, healing, and restoring. Right. And so, you know, we're in the process of that. But that is the enemy's goal, yeah. you know. And I, I can't remember her words as she was talking, but it was uh, a practice professional or something along mm-hmm. those lines mm-hmm. that, yep. you know, that we all become very professional at yeah. judging others. Yep. And we do it so much we don't even know it. And that's the that's problem. Right. Absolutely. You know, I just ask yourself, you know, and for each one of us, it's going to be a different answer. You see somebody standing on the corner with a sign that say, we'll work for food. Some will feel empathy. Others will feel anger. Others will feel this. At every level, you're judging to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, it's amazing once your eyes open to it, how much you do it. And having God just help you work through breaking that cycle. You know, start with the people close to you. Yeah. Right? That's the ones we have the greatest impact on. If you notice, most of those situations that she talked about were interpersonal relationships. Father to son, husband to wife, father to daughter, that type of thing. Right? Um, so moving on on some of this, I want to go ahead and get to this next part of the clip here in a second. But was there anything from that clip that anyone else wanted to kind of talk about that kind of brought to mind? Whether you like the movie or the book, The Shack, there's there's a lot of good in it. And that's what I really want to remind people of. That it's just like any other movie clip. You may not agree with everything in it, but there is so much good in it. Well, I think that the most important thing there for me is it's super easy for me to judge someone's behavior when I do not know their story. So, you know, he's a molester, he's a, he's a murderer, he's a thief, he's a, he's a bum. Um, he, he talks down to his kids, he talks down to his wife. Uh, it's easy for me to make all of those pronunciations upon a person when I do not know his story or her story. But if that same person ends up in your counseling office and you, and you sit down with them and say, what color is this guy in your world? What does normal look like for you? And you hear their story. You quickly, if you have any compassion in your heart at all, you quickly go from judging them on their failures to trying to bring redemption into their woundedness. I don't know a single person that's ever hurt somebody that wasn't wounded and didn't hurt them out of their woundedness. Now, I know lots of people who have been wounded who then did not hurt people. And that's where we end up judging. Well, I got hurt, you know, when I was a kid, but I, you know, I was sexually abused as a child. I've not sexually abused any children. Okay. I mean, that's just, I'm being totally honest. And so it's pretty easy for me to sit in judgment of a child abuser if I want to and say that. Um, but once you know somebody's story, I've never met a child abuser who wasn't abused as a child. Right. And one of the things that you said in there, Darren, I think is key. When we go back to Paul, and he's talking about the church judging one another, it's not the church as we know it today, holistically. We're talking about an intimate community of people that did life together. That's the definition of church, that you're beginning not where I go on Sunday, and I'm not, con- I'm not saying anything about where you go on Sunday. That's not my point. It's just we don't do church the way that church is outlined in the Bible in a lot of cases. Some people do, and thankfully they do. You know, we find that type of church in our band of brothers. 
is where we find that community. And in that community, you know one another's story. You know their heart. You know what they're made of. You know what they, their glory, Robbie, that you talked about. You've seen glimpses of it. You know how to call it out. You know how to handle their heart. And so when you go back to the scripture, it makes a lot more sense when you have it in that context. So in that context, I've actually been accused of not being um, real high on the local church. Okay, I've been accused of, well, you guys don't put enough emphasis on the local church body. That's not true. It's not my job to put emphasis on the local church body. That's not what Jesus called me to do. He called me to set men free. Um, and But that being said, yes, the community that I have, the depth of relationship, this redemptive relationship, redemptive community that I have, it's with you guys. And I don't go to church with a single one of y'all. Um, I don't think any of us go to church together. And so, and that's the, that's a sad part. Now I'm not sitting in judgment on the local church. No. I'm, but I'm saying I didn't find that in the local church and I was a pastor of three of them. I found it afterwards mm-hmm. um, in a redemptive community like this. I'm not down on the local church. I love the church. Um, but if you can't find that redemptive community where people are looking for your glory and judging you rightly and saying, man, Robbie, you're faithful. This is what you're called to be because you're faithful. Um, Sam, you know, this is what you're called to be. Um, and, and speaking into that, and if you can't build close enough relationships in your local church because you're so busy trying to program the fourth grade, you know, educational system, then so be it. I, I'm not going to apologize for that. It's just it hasn't been my experience. And unfortunately, that's what we hear from hundreds of men. And there are a lot of people that, that do end up finding it there. But I think you'll find that most of the churches even know it. That's why they push small groups. You know, a lot of the churches that get bigger, you know, if they, once they outgrow intimacy, right, they realize the need for the small group because that's where life's done. That becomes the community inside the larger community right and i i really feel you know actually as our new friend bg pointed out that the word has been stolen because it is such a tremendous value you know it's tremendous value in your own family and in your friends to switch from trying to find what's wrong to where do i see god show up when this guy walks into the room you know what I saw in my wife almost after like the second or third boot camp was like, wow, my wife really loves to hold babies. And what's in that? And as I began to see all the caregiving aspects of my wife, I could see, wow, that is really her glory. And so as I began to fight for that in her life and, 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 and said, honey, you know, why don't you go try doing that at church and whatever. And I could see just her heart come alive and I could see all sorts of things. And then it, it followed with my children but also with with these guys that I walk with all the time. And so when you see Darren and his name is dangerous, okay, what's his name, right? But it brings life to all of us, right, to to step out in 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 and be able to risk some behavior with God, like, oh, man, this is going to be exciting. This is going to be a bit dangerous, but that's kind of the world that we live in and and – you know, some of the beauty of of walking with, you know, Sam is 
you know, here's a man that every one of us in the room knows that he's been attacked his entire life that he had nothing of value to say. And are you kidding me? If there's anybody in the room has something of value to say, you're, you're, you know, there he is. And, and like, how I can't even begin to share the things that he has spoken into my life radically changed the radically changed the amount of sin that 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 i have to repent for <laughs> the lake's gotten smaller yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly it i completely lost my thought <laughs> i had a thought there and it was brewing we need to compliment him him more often maybe yeah. that'll shut him up i don't know yeah, yeah. oh i know what i was gonna go with Darren. your 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 comment made me think of it actually no the, the enemy knows our story and he knows where we've been attacked yes right and so he likes to use us as his voice and when we allow ourselves to switch into judging it becomes condemnation not the judging that paul talks about right the judging that's don't judge me that Mm -hmm. judging right right? that we all feel that condemnation right that we feel you know, we talked about it and, and we were talking about, well, you know, well, our listeners really get it. If we talk about judging the way that, you know, that Robbie's been showing us that biblically God is taking us down this pattern, that judging is not this horrible thing, right? Um, it's it's actually supposed to be a positive, but Satan's stolen it, he's co-opted it, and he's turned it into a very negative thing. And it as we were praying before the show... Um, it hit me you know i don't know if i can define judging but i know when it's happening i know when it's being done to me i know when people are sitting in condemnation of me that's a spiritual sense god gives you that the holy spirit gives you that so that you can go oh whoa whoa i'm not i'm not accepting any judgment here god in your in your authority jesus i i abandon that judgment I'm leaving it at, you know, your feet at the throne. You do with it what you want. I'm not even going to judge that person who just judged me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to lay it down there. So you might not know what judging is, but I promise you, you know when it's happening to you. And the enemy will take the people closest to you and get them to fall into this trap. And it's when they say those words, they feel so true. That's the hard part. And we've all unfortunately done that to each other as well. Right, And that's where we have to walk in this together and say, wait a minute, i got to step back and know what is the deepest truth here. That person loves me, that person loves God, and they have a good heart. And let's begin with that foundation again and forget all this condemnation, forget all the judging, and go back to the biblical truth that God said and try to lift each other up in love. So go to masculinejourney.org and register for the upcoming boot camp coming up in 12 days. Be there.